Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, church. Welcome to our online service. It's so great to be with you this morning. I know I have been absent for almost two months, or should I say two full months. Um, I really just had such a great time taking off, uh, spending time with the Lord, being refreshed by Him, and just really um, allowing Him to minister to me. Uh, It's really been a great time, even though it felt like three weeks instead of two months. But we all know that we can't take holiday forever. So it's really great to be back. And I've just been hearing awesome things. I know that exciting things have been happening for some people as well. Some people got engaged, others got married, and yet others got babies. And I really just want to congratulate those guys and just say, um, may, may it all go well for you. And we're really excited for what God is doing. And we continue to stand with those that are not going through exciting times, really having a tough time. We continue to pray and to trust for breakthrough with you. So this morning, we are starting a new series um, on God and money. It's a very short series. It's just a two-part series, just to remind us again Um, during this time where things are so uncertain, there's a lot happening. Um, Some people have lost their jobs. Others have um, got salary cuts. For some people, business is slow. And we know that this is not just um, something that's happening on a personal level, but it's something that is having a national impact and even a global impact um, where the economy is concerned. And sometimes it's so easy to get wrapped up in what's happening around us and actually forget to have God's perspective. So we just want to bring everybody back again to just reminding us as we, as we are nearing the end of the, the, the year, having looked at this crazy year, that God is still at the center of it all. And the God that we serve is a God that will provide In the midst of the chaos, his eye is forever upon us, he's forever looking at us, and his heart is not to harm us. His desire is not to harm us, but to give us hope and an expected end. So before we get into there, I just want to take some time to pray. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you are with us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your word is living and active and that you want to do a great work in our hearts today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We thank you for your presence and we thank you for all that you're going to do this morning. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that. Amen. So um, before I also continue... Maybe I just need to emphasize that we we haven't been meeting for quite some time. I know the evening service started, and even with that, with limited numbers, it's really been difficult. But please just remember that we are resuming our morning service, and I really just want to encourage us to keep our ears open and our eyes on our communication groups for more details on that, because we we will still require people to sign up, and we will send details through uh, during the week. So I'm really excited about that just excited about coming together, fellowshipping together again, and enjoying the presence of God together. Amen. All right, so God's financial prosperity plan. You know, we, we, we sometimes look and we wonder, you know, like especially when things are, are rough and, and, and things are tight and we're not quite sure um, where to from here, we often wonder, does God really 
know what's happening? Does God really have a plan? Does, is God really going to come through? And, 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 and we know what the word says, and for sometimes it, it, it's so tough, especially if, if you've been waiting for a long time and you're not seeing the results that you want to see, or, or, or if it's just a very difficult time and it's a very difficult place. And we cry out to God and we, we wonder if he really sees and if he's going to come through for us. And we need to be assured of the fact that he does and that he will come through, and that he sees every detail, and he will never fail, not a chance. And when we look at provision, from the beginning, when God created Adam and Eve, the one thing he said, the one thing he did was bless them. He blessed them, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Every time we see God calling out someone, releasing someone into destiny, using a person with the fruit that comes with that person or, or that we see on that person's life is always a prosperous life, a life filled with favor, a life filled with God's blessing. And that is what God wants to do for us as well. You know, we must never forget the benefits of our God. We must never forget that he wants to bless us and he wants us to prosper in every area of our life and especially our, where finances are concerned. And I want to start off by reading our key scripture for today, which is Matthew 6 verse 25. And it reads as follows. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is, is not life more than food? and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And then I want us to skip to verse 32. Um, uh, reading from 32 to 33, it says, for the Gentiles strive after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In this passage, we see how our Lord Jesus was just comforting us. He is speaking to us and reminding us again that we have nothing to worry about in this life, that everything pertaining to life, God has already taken care of. Ours is to seek his kingdom first. Ours is to look at him and to, to be faithful towards what he's calling us to do. So worry is something that God does not want us to, to do at all. And you know, when things are, are not going well, the, the, the natural thing to, for us is to worry about it, is to think, oh my goodness, am I going to have food tomorrow? Will I make my car payments? Will I be able to, to, to pay my kids' fees? Will I be able to, to just see um, this, this, uh, this um, financial debt uh, cleared or anything like that? We, we worry. And especially during this time when, 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 um, with the, the pandemic and it's so difficult to plan because we don't, we don't know what it's going to look like tomorrow. Then the numbers are up, then they're down, then we're getting excited about opening up and then we, it, the numbers are, have increased too much, then we have to close down and then this company is closing and that company is closing. And there's just a lot of shift that has been going around and, 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 and it's so easy to get into that rut of worry and concern and, and, and feeling uncertain about the future. 
But here we see Jesus saying, and he's actually commanding us not to worry about our life at all. We need to understand that before we got here in this place, God is already here. We, we, this may have taken us off God, but it, this has not taken God off God. You know, God sees everything. The earth is the Lord's and everything within it belongs to God. So there is nothing that moves under his eye that happens out of nowhere. So we need to trust the God that we're serving, that we need to stand on his word and know that he's in control of everything. He is in control, even though it looks like he's not. And, and even though things are changing and shifting in our own personal lives, that we, we don't look at the job that was bringing my salary as my provision, you know, but we look to God. We say, God, you know what's happening right now in my company. You know what's happening with my finances. We don't trust in our finances. We trust in the God that provides for us. So we have nothing to worry about. We really, you know, worry is, 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 is doubting God. And doubt is unbelief. And, and, and God does not like it when we, when we don't believe in him. God has called us to a life of faith. And worry shouldn't be a part of our life. In fact, when, uh, the, the word clearly says here that when we worry, there's nothing that can come out of it. Nothing good can come out of worrying. Who can change anything by worrying? Just think about the last time you worried about something. What, what, did, what happened to you? You were probably sitting and thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to solve this? And, 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 and the more you thought about it, the more anxious you became, you, you probably even will start getting headaches and, and, and nothing good comes out of that, you know? The only thing that comes out of worrying and being stressed about things is all sorts of uh, um, bad things that happen to our body, you know? All, all sorts of uh, bad uh, of health issues. You know, you, you, you'll, you can get ulcers, headaches, and, and anxiety, and all these other things. But God does not want us to worry. He wants us to trust in him. So what we need to do is turn our worries into trust, and trust in God for completely, that he will come through for us. So we, 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 we need to look to God, trust him in the situation, and know that he will come through. Philippians 4 verse 6 reads, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. You know, when I'm worried about something and something is really um, wanting to, to take precedence in my life and, and cloud me, I write it down on a piece of paper and I, and I pray over it and I say, God, I thank you that you take care of that. And I put that paper aside so that I don't think about it. And every time it wants to come back, I say, Lord, I thank you that you are taking care of that issue right now. You know, so we, we shouldn't be anxious about anything, but we should be praying about things in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, we need to make our requests uh, be known to God. And, 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 and yeah, we need to remember that prayer actually changes things. Prayer is not, a, it's not just something we do because we, we're Christian. It's something we do because it comforts me after I've prayed. But when we pray, we need to expect that the God that we're praying to will answer. So we turn our worry, we change it. And, 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 and instead of worrying, we pray and we trust God and we thank Him that He has taken care of the situation already. And, and we remember, that he wants to take care of us. He really wants it. You know when you have children, uh, 
some of us have kids, and, and, and I've, I've really started learning more about God's heart towards us as a father just by me watching my kids, you know? As a parent, I want the best for my kids. I really want the best for them. I look at them, and, and I just want them to, to have what they need, to be well taken care of, to be provided for, to be protected. And imagine God's heart towards us. That is how he is towards us. He cares so much for us that he has made provisions for every single area of our lives from the time we were formed in our parents' wombs until we were birthed in every situation. As we're growing and going about life, God is constantly leading in the background and making sure that we're receiving the fullness of what he has for us. The only thing that can hold us back from that is us, ourselves, having the wrong mindset, being full of doubt, being full of fear, allowing other things to take his place will steal that from us. But when we have confidence in God, he will take care of us. He really will. His heart is to bless, you know. The, the Bible is full of how God is saying that when we don't worry, when we trust in him, when we look to him, he will take care of us and he will watch over us. So that, that's the first thing we see. And, and, and we really see, um, I just want to read this, Mark 11, verse 24, where it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. God wants to come through. God will come through. Luke 11, verse 9, So I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Do not give up. On God, do not give up on trusting in God because God does not give up on us. It's only a matter of time. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God will deliver. Amen. The second thing we see Jesus saying in this passage is that we should first seek the kingdom of God. You know, when, when, when we're in, 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 in situations the natural thing to do is to dwell in that situation, is to kind of be clouded and surrounded by what's happening um, in the moment. But God is saying that we need to keep our eyes fixed on him and his kingdom. We need to keep looking to him. We need to keep seeking him. We need to keep following his voice, listening to what he's saying and, and allowing him to lead us. We, we shouldn't allow the things that are happening in this world to choke out the word of God in our lives, to choke out the seed of God. You know, sometimes when we're trusting God for something, in the beginning we're excited. We start praying and we're praying in tongues and, and we're hoping that tomorrow it's going to change and then tomorrow it doesn't change, we continue. But sometimes after three days, after a week, after, after a month, we give up. We start being um, despondent. We start feeling like, you know what, God... I don't know, maybe you do this for other people, but not for me. We start getting cold in our hearts. We start being distant from God. We start being lukewarm. We start making up excuses and in a way doubting God, but still talking the talk. But we should continue to press in and keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the provider, 
the one that comes through for us. 1 John 3 verse 22 says, And we will receive from him whatever we ask because we keep his commandments and do what is pleasing in his sight. Those who hope in the Lord will never be disappointed. You will not be put to shame, my friend. God is watching and he sees and he wants to come through for us. So let us seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. You know, um, the, the seeking the kingdom of God is not just about um, just, um, it, it, it's not just speaking about um, looking to God and following God, but also keeping the principles of God. Because one of the things that I've seen when it comes to, when, when we're struggling financially, is that there is that temptation to start um, moving away from fin- uh, the financial principles, uh, the financial principles of God. It's easy to start wanting to compromise, especially in areas of like giving, in areas of tithing, you know, because you're like, I don't have enough money. I only have a little. I want to keep as much as I can. I don't know what tomorrow holds. But we need to keep our, our, our hearts constantly before God and we need to keep our hearts soft before God and listen and continue to follow his commands even in that area. And, and we need to remember, guys, um, that even when we're faced with financial difficulty, it's not a time to hold on to our finances because we want to save as much as possible. It's actually a time to trust God and even in that give, sow seed, give sacrificially. You know, anyone can give money when you've got plenty. Yeah? When you have a lot of money, it's okay to give. But when you have little and you give not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, it's actually showing that you are trusting that God will take care of you tomorrow, yeah? And, and so it's so important. I remember a time, I mean, um, throughout my life, just with the call that God has given me and from the time I gave my life to the Lord and just the things that I've desired to see happening in my life, I've really seen how God has provided for me from high school to university to doing the school of, uh, of, of ministry to coming into ministry. If there's one thing that, that I personally am really convinced about is God's providence. Like God really provides for us. That is the thing that I've experienced about God and I've known about him. And I remember this one year when I was trusting him for a car in ministry and I was just like, God, I'm so tired of taking taxis all over the place, standing in the rain with an umbrella to get a, to campus to, to minister your word. I want, I'm trusting you for a car. And I started praying and trusting God for a car. And that's how I didn't even have a salary. I had partners, people that were partnering with me for ministry. But I trusted God for a car. And he really came through for me in the most amazing way. I remember I needed 60000 for a deposit. I know people, some people think that if you buy a car through the bank, it's not really faith. But hey, I really believe it's faith because paying those monthly installments, it takes faith if you don't really have the money, you know. But I remember trusting God for that. And he really, really came through for me in the most amazing way. I said, God, I don't want a second-hand car. I want a first-hand car and I want to see you provide. And he came through for me. But I remember there was a year when um, I was paying the rent and paying the car. And, and, and there, there was just a year when it was really, really tough. And I was just like, God, I don't know if I'm going to make it financially. Um, and I started 
um, entertaining something, which is, well, actually, if I don't tithe, if I don't tithe, I will actually have some money left. And then I started thinking to myself, and I started thinking, but God, I'm actually doing the work of the ministry. I'm a Levite. And according to the Bible, Levites didn't tithe. The tithe was brought to them. You know, I was starting to think all these things just to try and get myself out of that financially tight situation. But I remember the Holy Spirit whispering to me and saying, don't do that. Because from the moment I had a revelation of tithing and giving to God, I have always tithed. From any income I got, I would always give a tenth back to, to God. And now here, I'm in this place where I'm starting to debate. Years later, I'm starting to think maybe this is the solution. And the Holy Spirit said to me, Huma, don't do that, you know? And he was reminding me of just the track record that in my relationship, the conviction that God has given me. And so I said, okay, Lord, I, if I can't do that, then I need to trust you for financial breakthrough. And I really felt the Lord saying, what do you want? <laughs> and I remember that year I said, God, I would really appreciate it if I could get free accommodation. And I remember writing down, I, I, want, I want free accommodation. I want to live in a good neighborhood. The house must have a pool so that we can have nonstop baptisms and we will be able to invite people and just enjoy your presence. And guess what? God answered that request. I was so shocked. He provided that through a couple that came from Australia, coming to Namibia, who so happened to be a friend of mine's parents, and they were coming, they were looking for, for, for a home to stay, and they met me, they knew I was in ministry, they wanted to partner with me, they were looking for a home, and that time I was looking to move out of my, my place where I was staying because the rent was too expensive, and they said, hey, if we find a house, you could probably come live with us, and eventually they did, and I remember him coming, and I was like, yeah, I'm looking for a place where the rent is cheaper. And, and, and I remember when he found the house, he came to me and he said, you know what? We found a nice place, and we think it's going to be awesome, and there's an extra flat at the back, um, which you're going to enjoy. And so we would want you to come and live with, with us. We, we really want you, to, we want to partner with you in that way, under one condition. And I was wondering, what is this condition? And they said, the only condition is you don't have to pay rent. I was like, oh my goodness, seriously? You know, I, I couldn't believe just how God came through. It was really, really amazing. And, and I just, I really just saw how God is, is really committed to us. When, when we're seeking his kingdom first, we're seeking to do things his way. We're trusting him. We're not cutting corners, but we're looking to him. He will come through and he always will, does. And and in Matthew 13, verse 22, we remember that the, the seed that fell on, 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 on the, the ground that had thorns. And, and, it, it was, and Jesus was talking about how this is a seed that, that wants to grow, but because of the cares and the worries of this world, the seed gets choked up. And that can happen to us. Yeah? So I really want to encourage us, let the seed of God's word not be choked up because of the circumstances, because of the cares, because of the worries of this world, but let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Let us fix our eyes on things above. Let us know that God 
does come through. And when he does, he gives us his best. Amen. And um, the other thing that, that we see um, Jesus saying is also that it's the Gentiles that run after these things. You know, the Gentiles are, are known to be unbelievers. Yeah? So if you don't have anything to trust in, you, you will fret about where your next meal is going to come from, where your clothes are going to come from. But if you know that God is your portion, you are not going to run after these things. You're going to run after God. I remember there was a song we used to sing some time back, uh, speaking about how we, we, we don't want blessings. We just want you. We don't want the blessings. We just want you, Lord. But, but the thing is, when we have God and we want God, he comes with the blessings. <laughs> it's a package deal. It all comes, you know, and, and that is a good thing. So we don't run after the blessings. We run after God. We seek him and the rest will come. He will provide for the rest of the stuff that we need. And it's so great to know. So I really just want to encourage us in this, to really encourage us to stand and trust God for what he wants to do in our lives. Um, I know it's been a tough year. It's been a rough year. It's, it, it's something that has been very unusual. Some of us have never experienced anything like this in our lives. And there's just been so much that it's been very stretching for a lot of us. But we need to continue to trust God and to know that he makes a way even in the most impossible situations. You know, Sometimes we're crying out. We want to see miracles. We want to see you move, God. We want to, we want to see you do the impossible. Well, for God to do those things, we need to be in a place of the impossible to see the God of the breakthrough that we, that we serve. We need to be in that place where we're so desperate that if God doesn't come through, nothing else will work. Amen. Right? And then the last thing we see is, Verse 33, where he says that all these things will be added. All these things will be added. Philippians 4 verse 19. My God will supply all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Jesus was made poor so that through his poverty we may be rich. Yeah? He came and he took on poverty so that we may be rich through his poverty. He took that from us. And so God supplies everything that we need, everything. And he does it differently. Sometimes he'll give you the money. Sometimes he'll give you the actual thing that you're asking for. Sometimes he'll give you what you're asking for from, uh, from a friend. Or it, it doesn't matter how he does it. The point is, he does it and he will do it. And we need to take comfort in this, that we should not worry about anything. Our job is not to worry. Our job is to trust God. Our job is to seek him. Our job is to pray and expect him to move because he will move. The rest is up to him. You know, when you have children in the house, they don't worry about where the food is going to come from. They don't worry about where the things that need to be in the fridge are going to come from. All they know is that when, it's, when they're hungry, there will be food. They ask for food, and it's their, their parents' responsibility to worry, you know. So ours is really to trust God. 
And to remember that he said he will never leave us nor forsake us. He never will. He always watches over us. The psalmist said in Psalm 37 verse 25, he said, I once was young and now I am old. Yet never, never have I seen the righteous abandoned or their children begging for bread. The righteous will not be abandoned. Our children will not beg for bread. Begging for bread is not our portion in Jesus. When we belong to God, we are in covenant with him through what, the, what his son did on the cross. He takes care of us through every situation. So we may be faced with things around us that we don't, we, that we don't understand, that we, don't, that we may not know how to navigate, that we don't even know how to work through, but God has a plan. And his plan is to save. His plan is to, to deliver. His plan is to provide. His plan is to take care of us. And he will take care of us in every single way. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God will make sure that we are bound in every good work. And I want to close with this scripture. Psalm 65 verse 11. This is the word that I've been standing on this year. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. It doesn't matter what this year looks like. The truth of the matter is the year is crowned with God's goodness because he is a good God. And the path that we walk on is dripping with his abundance because he's a God that supplies. It's a scripture that I've really been standing on this year. The Lord reminded me of the scripture. I remember I stood, I stood on it the same year um, when, when things were really tough for me some time back. And during this time, not, not this time, but beginning of the year when I was just looking at the chaos that was happening around and, and questioning, I, the Lord reminded of me of the scripture saying, it doesn't matter what's happening around you. It doesn't matter what we're faced with in the natural. The truth of the matter is God is in, the, in control for those that are called according to his name and according to his purposes. The year is crowned with his goodness and his path drips with abundance. So irregardless of what situation we find ourselves in this year, irregardless of how tough things are and what things look like, we need to remember that the God we serve is not limited by the box of what we're surrounded by. The God we serve is a God of breakthrough, is a God of provision, is a God that takes care of us, and we need to trust that he's going to come through for us in Jesus' name. And uh, we want to hear, we want to hear your testimonies. We want to hear what God is doing. So if God has done something in your life, share, share with others, encourage each other, and, and don't let this year be a year that is just known as a year that, that took us all by shock, and we, and, and, and we kind of were, were just found in this place. But let it be a year of testimonies, 
a year of God's goodness, a year where we saw God moving, a year where he came through in our health, in our finances, in, and, and provided in every single way. Let us continue to trust him for the impossible. I want to close with a testimony because every time I think about it, uh, I love fresh testimonies. Sometimes you share testimonies and it's like uh, something that happened years ago. But just even just recently this year, um, for, for us as a family on a personal level, we have also been stretched financially. It was just very, very different in terms of um, just um, some of the financial uh, medical bills that we had and, 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 and just um, changes that we had to make in our family structure. It, it's just been that, that small budget that's just been stretched so far. But I remember the Lord saying that this is a year that I need, we need to visit our parents. We need to, and just certain things that he was showing us that we needed to do. And I remember looking at the budget and thinking, yo, but God, there's not enough money for this stuff. And I remember God saying, just trust me. And when, when we went to visit my parents up north, um, it was quite a big deal. It was really a big deal. Um, it was so exciting because I hadn't seen my parents in a while. And I was really just trusting to, to impart faith in their hearts again and, and just bring, bring back the family together and see God move again. And I remember looking at the finances and looking at everything that we had to do and thinking, yo, there's not enough for trips and all these other things, but God, I trust you. And while we were in the north, I was thinking, now we need fuel for coming back home and I need to do grocery shopping um, for the rest of the month. And there was another bill, I think that was outstanding. And I was just like, like, God, I'm trusting you for this. And again, as I usually do, I write, I, I write down the things that are making me feel very anxious. And I just write them down and I say, God, I thank you that you take care of this. You take care of this. You, you take care of this. And the night um, or two days before we drove back, I remember sitting and thinking, um, and, and just thanking God for that. And as I was, a few minutes later, there was an SMS that came through a blue wallet saying that somebody just deposited 5000 into our bank account. I mean, it just sent us a 5000 um, via blue, wa uh, blue wallet. And it was such a, such a, it, it was such an amazing thing. I mean, I was, I, I was just thinking, God, I just spoke to you now and you did it. And there's so many more testimonies I can share that are similar to this that just happened through, throughout the year for the small things and the big things. And what I really appreciated in that is just God bringing me back to that place of saying, Hilma, you can trust me with everything in your life. We can trust God with every single thing in our life, even if it's the smallest. He says, look at the birds. They don't have any cares. They, they are fed. They don't worry. How much more you and I who are created in the image and likeness of God, how much more will he take care of us? So friends, I want to encourage us to trust God. I want to encourage us to remember Psalm 65 verse 11 that says, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. That God will see to us, to it, that we come out victorious in this year through everything that we're faced with. He is a God that provides. He is Jehovah Jireh and he will never 
never give up on us. So I wanna, I wanna pray for us this morning. And as we close, I really just sense the Lord wanting to just really um, infuse faith in some people today. If you're here and you're watching this and you're really trusting God for breakthrough, financial breakthrough, you're trusting Him for a job or you're trusting Him to cover some bills, uh, just, just stretch up to your, your hand towards the heavens, wherever you are, or just add your faith and just thank God that He's going to come through. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are the great I am. You're the God that provides. You're the God that sees everything that we're faced with, oh Father God. You're God over our finances. And therefore this morning we commit every financial aspect of our lives to you, Father God. We thank you for breakthrough. We thank you for provision. We thank you that we lack no good thing, oh Father God, and that you go before us and level the mountains. I thank you for miracles, oh Father God, supernatural provision for those that are looking to you, Father God, in Jesus' name, crying out, oh Father, for your provision. We thank you for that. And I really just sense also that for some of us, we haven't been going through any of the stuff and we've been wanting to take steps of faith to, to maybe bless others, but we, we're not quite sure how to do it. And, and, and as a result, um, we've just kind of forgotten about the fact that God was, was, was tugging us to, to be involved in people's lives, to bless people, to release. And I really sense the Lord saying that we need to be obedient to His command. When God, um, when God tugs you to do something, be in obedience, do not delay, move fast. So Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we will not be those that are coming under delayed obedience. We will be those that will be quick to act, quick to listen to your voice, quick to move when you're speaking to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you for that. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that those that are in covenant with you, you take care of. And this morning, if you're listening to this, and you're not in relationship with God, there's nowhere else to look, my friend. Nothing, help will not come from any other place except the Lord God. And this morning, if you're not in relationship with Him, if you don't know Him, God wants to know you. He wants to take care of you. He wants to introduce you to His kingdom. He wants to show you the good plans that He has in store for you. So if you don't know Him this morning, I, I just want to encourage you to open your heart to Him and receive Him this morning. So just surrender to Jesus. Lord, I just lift my brother, my sister before you, Father God, as they're coming to you and saying, Lord, I want you. I thank you, Lord, that, that, that they surrender all to you. I thank you, Lord, that they accept you as Lord, as they accept you as, as, King, of, as, as King of Kings, that they accept you, Lord, to, to be their God that they follow you wholeheartedly. Just, just surrender right now in your own words. Just speak to the Lord. Ask Him to come into your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for that release. In Jesus' name, if you have asked the Lord to come into your life, if you have accepted Him this morning as your Lord and Savior, you're born again, and we would love to meet you. So please, please, please call the office. The number is provided provided right to us. We want to connect with, with you and we want you to know, to, to come into fellowship with us. Amen. Amen. So that's it uh, this morning. Um, uh, I hope that the Lord really stirred and 
and really just encourage you this morning. Otherwise, God bless you. Have an awesome week ahead of you. Don't forget we're praying and fasting tomorrow. The numbers have been lifted. We're expecting more people to come and join us. And for those that we don't see tomorrow, we will see you on Sunday in one of our services, either the morning service or the evening service. God bless you and take care. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.